The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about stem cell technology, which really has a lot to do with privacy and medical privacy and all these exciting things. And I have had the opportunity recently to meet this wonderful man from Russia who happens to be an incredible expert on stem cells. And so I asked him if he'd come on the show and talk to us. So let me tell you a little bit about Alexei Lukachev. He, uh, Lukachev, he has studied under Nobel Prize winner and academician Alexander Prokhorov at Moscow's General Physics Institute, where he earned his Ph.D. in laser physics in 1992. And he has over 25 years of experience of innovations and advanced research and development in lasers and biotechnology. He has a track record of new product development and launching innovative medical trials. He is an expert and leader in diverse fields with R&D projects and product development. And since 2000, he resides in beautiful San Diego, California. And Dr. Alexei Lukashev joined Stemetica Cell Technologies in 2007. And in 2011, Alexei initiated preclinical stem cell research at in with a Switzerland company with actually with the Switzerland Ecole Polytechnique Federale de Lausanne, Switzerland. And subsequently, he was instrumental in securing a three-year grant from the Swiss Commission for Technology and Innovation for a project on Alzheimer's, which we all worry about. This is with regard to Alzheimer's imaging and stem cell therapies. And before joining Stemetica, he held research and product development positions at Thermotrex, Trex Enterprise, and Symer, including developing lasers for hair removal, vascular treatment, and skin resurfacing. Alexi currently holds eight U.S. patents, and he's been published in more than 50 review journals and conference proceedings. And he is a member of SPIE and SL, S, 
ASLM. We'll have to tell us what that is in a second. And you can find out more about him and his company that he works for at stemedica-intl.com. So it's so wonderful to have you, Alexi, this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting for uh, this conversation. Yeah, so so tell us, what is SPIE and ASLMS? Uh, SPIE spells, uh, as I believe, it's a, a society for uh, photo, um, uh, photo instrumentation engineering, but uh, in fact, it's the largest uh, society uh, in the U.S. and in the world which uh, combines uh, people who are related to uh, photonics and uh, photonics applications. Mm. So it, and they, are, uh, they, it was formed as SPIE, and they decided to keep that uh, name, though the, you know, the change, uh, uh, the sense of the, uh, this society has changed dramatically in the uh, recent years. And uh, SLMS uh, stands uh, American Society for uh, Laser Surgery and Medicine. So this yeah. is a pretty, a pretty much a straightforward name. Yeah, so you are on the cutting edge with stem cell research and stem cell research for Alzheimer's and all these really, really important things. So tell us a little bit about your background in Russia and how it is that you came here and all that good stuff. Just kind of tell us a little about your personal background. Yeah, I, I was uh, uh, born and raised in Moscow, and I had uh, a privilege after finishing uh, my university to work with uh, uh, in the lab of uh, Nobel Prize winner for the lasers, um, um, academician Alexander Prokhorov. Um, and uh, while I was uh, working there on uh, um, medical lasers, I've uh, first got an uh, invitation to uh, to visit United States as a part of uh, uh, it, it, it's called a Window on Science uh, uh, visit, uh, supported by U.S. Air Force. And uh, later, when I was at the sabbatical in Italy, I got a job uh, offer to come over to the United States uh, and to work on medical lasers. That's how it started. Exciting. So now you're in the warm weather instead of Moscow um, <laughs> winters, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> you're a California guy now, right? Right. And 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 by uh, I still have some uh, connections uh, with my friends in Moscow, and it's about to uh, snow these days <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> right. But here right. we enjoy that beautiful weather. Yes. So, what made you switch from lasers to biology and stem cells? Well, it uh, was not. It it was a kind of a natural transition because I used lasers as a uh, instrument. Though I designed uh, those lasers specifically for uh, medical and biological uses, but then I used that instrument to uh, to affect biological tissue, and um, and in uh, 2007. I uh, I spoke uh, to a friend of mine. Uh, he uh, founded a, a stem cell uh, company uh, here in San Diego, 
and he suggested uh, and he told me, why don't you use your lasers in order to uh, kind of activate uh, uh, stem cells? And I, at that time, I was uh, saying, well, uh, it doesn't make uh, uh, any sense <laughs> to me. Uh, but, but then he explained that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, stem cells, uh, uh, they have an ability to migrate throughout our body, and, and they need a signal to uh, uh, where to go. Uh, and laser uh, has a, a unique uh, capability, for example, to produce very precise and um, measured uh, damage to a certain tissue, uh, which is uh, either outside of our body, like skin, or inside, like an eye. So um, my first project uh, was uh, is to uh, combine uh, the laser uh, and the stem cells uh, for ophthalmology. So let's talk about, everybody hears about stem cells, and I, you know, all around me, everybody's saying, oh, we have to activate our stem cells, especially as we get older, because those stem cells make new cells. So I don't even know if that's right. So why don't you explain to us what stem cells are as opposed to other cells, and how, what's the importance of them, and why is everybody so excited about them? Well, uh, first of all, you are right that, uh, you know, every uh, person has its own uh, stem cells. And stem cells is, uh, are other cells uh, which are a source of, uh, uh, you know, other cells. Uh, then, uh, however, if we look at uh, certain uh, therapeutical use of stem cells, we have to distinguish uh, uh, cells that are so-called autologous, which are cells uh, produced uh, from the tissue uh, of the patient, and uh, uh, allergenic, which are cells uh, that are produced from a donor tissue. Okay. Then uh, the, there are a different type of uh, uh, stem cells uh, by like definition, and most of the people, uh, especially like few years ago, uh, when they hear the stem cells, they were thinking about embryonic stem cells. Right, and but, that was that uh, big we, controversy about using embryonic stem cells as opposed to maybe non-organic or something. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there, uh, there are um, embryonic stem cells, and there are uh, adult stem cells. And the adult stem cells can fi uh, could be found, uh, they are more specialized and could be found in um, uh, uh, regular tissue, for example, uh, uh, like uh, bone marrow or uh, uh, cord blood uh, and, or neural tissue. And then the, uh, due to uh, manipulation, those uh, cells can be extracted from the tissue and then uh, cultivated in uh, 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 more artificial environment, like manufacturing environment. And then, then those uh, cells could be used for certain therapeutic um, applications. Yeah, so... In stem cells, so people are getting injected with stem cells to cure different things, right? I mean, what what is all that about? Are those adult stem cells from someone else, or are they stem cells extracted from our own bodies? What what are they doing? How are they doing this? 
Um, so, uh, as, as I said, there are uh, two, uh, in terms of uh, source, uh, right. there are two uh, types, is uh, autologous and allogeneic. Um, and uh, so far, uh, the uh, FDA uh, doesn't approve any uh, stem cell therapy based on uh, allogeneic uh, stem cells, those cells which are uh, produced uh, from the donors. Oh, okay. Though uh, the uh, you know the, uh, each person uh, let's uh, have uh, its own uh, uh, source of stem cells, and for example, uh, like adipose uh, tissue or uh, fat. So by a simple manipulation, it's possible to uh, uh, take a fat from a, a person and do a very, a very simple manipulation. For example, uh, centrifuging uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the fat which is um, a, taken by liposuction, for example. And then, uh, and then uh, to use that uh, crude uh, solution to re-inject. Uh, this process, we, if it happens uh, within uh, one operation room, is uh, uh, pretty much uh, approved, uh, you know, the, the process itself uh, approved by FDA. So this is a, a something that is uh, quite often uh, happens for some cosmetic uh, procedures. Uh, however, in terms of uh, more therapeutic purposes, I believe that allogeneic uh, cells uh, has a better potential, first of all, uh, because uh, with the age, uh, the uh, potency of um, human own cells becomes right. slow, uh, lower. Right. Uh, and uh, therefore, you need more uh, potent cells. Right. Second, uh, in order to prepare a therapeutic dose, it um, uh, from, let's say, uh, bone marrow, um, uh, adipose tissue, um, etc. You need about a three weeks period in order to isolate cells and uh, regrow and cultivate them. Um, so that uh, becomes very expensive and cumbersome procedure. So that's why uh, uh, companies are uh, looking onto allogeneic cells, cells from the donors, so that could be delivered uh, as uh, as need basis. Right. So they are like off the shelf. And then they can get some donor who's got healthy, young stem cells. So let's say, you know, somebody in their 20 wants to donate stem cells. It doesn't hurt them to donate stem cells, does it? Because don't they make more if they donate? Yes. Well, basically, uh, you know, the uh, source, uh, as I said, uh, uh, like, for example, in our company, we use um, a, a certified uh, bank uh, of uh, donor tissue, and we know that the uh, the tissue is taken uh, from uh, young adults, okay. uh, uh, absolutely free of any uh, um, um, any infections, uh, and etc. Right. And and then uh, the cells are isolated uh, from uh, uh, from that tissue, and this tissue, like bone marrow, it's uh, regenerated, and we need uh, just uh, uh, and and it's uh, uh, what is also very exciting that uh, from uh, one donation, depending on the manufacturing process, and it is possible to make uh, thousands, uh, you know, uh, hundred uh, up to hundred thousand uh, therapeutic doses, and that is wow. uh, 
that is uh, kind of uh, opening up an uh, opportunity to uh, use the, that uh, process as a, a therapeutic method. So the stem cells, if I get a stem cell from, um, from a donor, is there any particular place if I, if I want, let's say I had a knee uh, problem, would I need to get a knee stem cell or could I get any stem cells? Do stem cells kind of, um, depending on where you put them, their environment, do they, do they create cells or new stem cells? I mean, yeah. How do you how do you know where to get them, or do you need to know where you're getting them? Do they need to be from a specific organ or bone or whatever? Uh, the uh, stem cells are obtained from uh, bone marrow or uh, adipose tissue or uh, um, uh, or cord blood. Uh, th- those cells are called uh, mesenchymal uh, uh, mesenchymal stem cells or MSC. Uh, in um, short card, and, and those cells yeah. are known that they are uh, uh, they are uh, they are uh, supportive, and they uh, uh, right now there is an understanding, like general um, uh, knowledge of how those cells are working. Uh, for example, uh, for a different type of um, uh, issues uh, uh, with the body, so they uh, once injected um, in uh, places. And they could be injected uh, locally, for example, like for a, a uh, uh, close to the uh, joint, uh, or okay. uh, they could be injected uh, into uh, infused uh, intravenously. And once they got into the body, they started to produce um, a number of uh, uh, growth factors. Uh, and uh, the purpose of those growth, uh, growth factors is both uh, activation of the uh, indigenous, indigenous um, cells uh, from uh, humans as well as um, uh, 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 providing growth factors uh, to support and uh, cure uh, current issue. Wow. So you're doing some exciting stuff because you are now working on Alzheimer's disease. So, um, and I know this is the thing that you're collaborating with the University of Lausanne, Switzerland. So I, I know they talk about that the amyloid plaques are an indication of um, that the body is fighting some disease in the brain, right? I mean, that's that comes out. I've been doing all this, uh, listening to all these things about the amyloid. Is if, if amyloid is there, then it's an indication that am, you know, that the body is like fighting off some problems in the brain, right? So, um, so tell me about that. What are you doing with the amyloid? Because the amyloid itself is is not the Alzheimer's, right? Is, is, is that causing the plaque? It's not really, is it? Uh, well, uh, the amyloid is a, a part of the plaque. Uh, however, uh, plaques, uh, it's uh, uh, in, the, in physical uh, science, we call, I called it a necessary but not a sufficient uh, condition uh, uh, for the Alzheimer's disease. Because uh, uh, when I started to uh, get into the Alzheimer's disease, being just an outsider, uh, I tried to find uh, an exact definition of this disease. And it turned out uh, even, you know, the, the books and monography on, uh, the, uh, on those, they didn't 
have in very uh, strict uh, definition. So for me, Alzheimer's disease is a, is a dementia with a, a prevalence uh, of the amyloid plaques uh, in the brain. But it turned out that, you know, uh, some people uh, who were uh, post-mortem uh, donated their organs, uh, and it was found that they, uh, they have a lot of amyloid in the brain. However, they didn't have Alzheimer's disease. They didn't have uh, dementia. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, in the recent years, the, uh, the most um, uh, accepted um, uh, theory of the Alzheimer's disease, it was so-called amyloid cascade um, uh, theory. And, and according to that uh, uh, theory, the Alzheimer was caused by plaques, amyloid plaques. And the old therapy, all the uh, uh, drugs that were under development, um, they were uh, targeted to fight and how to dissolve amyloid. And right, they, and they don't they work. Called, <laughs> they don't yeah, do anything. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they were called uh, uh, monoclonal antibodies. They were very effective uh, on uh, dissolving uh, amyloid. However, uh, those drugs uh, uh, um, had a lot of um, side effects like uh, leaking uh, uh, brain vessels and uh, mi- uh, micro uh, hemorrhages in the brain. And, uh, and, and in fact, uh, they didn't affect the uh, cognitive ability of patients. Right. So what and are you doing? Yeah, so, so your research with, with um, stem cells, what are you, what are you doing well, uh, we uh, uh, first uh, started uh, to, uh, 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 in order to enter uh, Alzheimer's uh, disease field, uh, we started uh, to uh, just uh, look if um, uh, the stem cell uh, infusion uh, can uh, have a positive uh, effect of, uh, on amyloid plaques. And in, and in fact, in, um, uh, in Lausanne, we made uh, those experiments uh, on the uh, animal model, and we uh, proved that uh, that's true. Uh, by infusion uh, of uh, stem cells, we can uh, decrease the amount uh, of amyloid uh, in the brain. And that opened us a, a pathway to uh, launch a clinical uh, trial. And, um, and the importance is, um, uh, for us was uh, just to have a rationale uh, for uh, Food and Drug Administration to show that uh, we are uh, in the mainstream of uh, uh, normal drug development and just to enter this um, uh, clinical trial to demonstrate uh, if there is a positive effect on um, the uh, human patients. Right. So just getting rid of the amyloids isn't necessarily, just like the drugs that was trying to get rid of the amyloids, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to help with the cognitive decline. So when you did this on the, on the animals, did you, what was it, were there any animals that did have like dementia that you were able to reverse the, um, the actual cognitive decline, or was it too hard to do on animals? Uh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, very hard uh, to do because uh, again, uh, the animal, uh, the animals were a special type of uh, mice. They were genetically modified, uh, and oh, they yeah. uh, have uh, so-called AP, uh, They were um, 
strand uh, called APPS1, um, and they have a, a little uh, cognitive uh, uh, decline versus wild-type uh, animals. However, it was uh, hard to uh, verify. Right. Uh, but um, uh, what uh, we uh, learned um, in other different uh, experiments that, as I said, the uh, the stem cells, uh, and specifically mesenchymal stem cells, when they are injected, they are generating a lot of uh, different um, uh, cross factors and cytokine, and this uh, called is a, a paracrine effect. And uh, our hypothesis uh, was, um, yes, we have a positive outcome uh, for um, a amyloid in the brain, but also a combination uh, of uh, so many uh, growth factors, and we, uh, quanti uh, we were able to quantify up to uh, 200 different uh, growth factors may have uh, something that we do not exactly know uh, so far. Um, other clinical trials show that um, in st uh, mesenchymal stem cells are very safe on humans, and they have very little uh, side effects. And therefore, we decided uh, just to uh, try. And, um, and, and in 2016, we, um, uh, got, uh, we, uh, uh, we prepared a protocol for clinical trial, uh, and we submitted it uh, to FDA and got an approval, and uh, we are conducting so-called phase one slash two clinical trials on using uh, stem cells uh, for Alzheimer's disease. That's that's very exciting because if we could use stem cells to basically heal people from whatever they have, you know, that would just be a miracle, right? Uh, that would just be a total miracle. So that's very exciting. We have about uh, one minute left. So just um, tell us just really what other exciting things, but you got to be quick. What other exciting things do you see coming out? Oh, uh, I think that uh, in Alzheimer is uh, something that is, uh, uh, it's a new uh, field which is uh, called uh, gastrointestinal uh, and cerebral axis. It means that uh, you can uh, change your gut microbiota and affect your uh, brain uh, and Alzheimer and vice versa. This is something that probably we have to talk in the uh, different yeah, program. Yeah, we'll have to have you back to talk about that. I know for me, as I'm getting older, I'm really I'm doing keto diet and trying to really get rid no sugars and no, uh, you know, no things that are bad for me, no dairy, no. A really low carbs, just trying to really feed my brain. So I'm really excited about all the great work that you're doing. So why don't you uh, give your website again for your company, and I'll just say your name again. Uh, you, it's Alexi Lukachev, and I'll give your website, Alexi, and, and it's time to go. And uh, my website is uh, stemedica, S-T-E-M-E-D-I-C-A dash I-N-T-L dot com, yep. the Medica International. And they can contact you if they have any questions. So, Alexi, thank you and wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you and thank God for you. Okay. And thank you for having me on the show. Okay, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. You
You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the web by Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at privacypiracy.org. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.